Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal. Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Baby, it's time to ride the funk train. This is Funk Master V with Wrestling with Ghosts and a SideParanormal.com. Babies, you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. How is everyone doing tonight? Well, I hmm, don't know what to talk about. Maybe, ah, how's this? Lucifer. Oh, detective. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know Lucifer, other than the devil, Prince of Darkness, uh, Prince of Lies, best dressed. <laughs> Devil's usually pretty good dressed, you know, just saying. Uh, <laughs> Lucifer's a series that used to be on Fox that is now been uh, taken over by Netflix and uh, my wife and I have been watching it since season one and uh, you know I think I might have actually done a Lucifer review so this is mainly going to be a Lucifer review of the you know latest season so the one that just came out on Netflix like a week ago uh, as of recording this by the time you uh, listen to this it's going to be a month ago, <laughs> you know, uh, two months ago, I don't know. I, I record stuff way in advance, as I probably have said before, uh, of when of when the release is coming of the episode. So anyways, Lucifer on Netflix. Uh, spoiler alert, lots of spoilers. Go ahead and watch it. I'll wait for a long time, because you could pause me. Wouldn't that be neat if if every time you paused something it did that? Like it had pause music? No, that'd probably annoy people. <laughs> but anyways, uh you're back. So uh Lucifer is a series 
about uh, the devil and his uh, girlfriend detective, and they fight crime, or should say solve it in a police procedural show. <laughs> now, when, you know, I think I might have already said this, but I'm going to reiterate just so you know the series. Uh, you know, when this first came out, uh, I don't know, the previews did not do it justice. Uh, uh, I remember thinking like looking at the previews for Lucifer and just said, Oh, that looks dumb. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and I never watched it. Like all the promos that Fox was doing at the time. And you know, you, I don't know, we were watching stuff on Hulu and you see a commercial like 50 billion times because they don't have anything in their software that says, Hey, you've already seen this commercial. So you see it like every commercial break or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seems like a programming flaw to me, <laughs> just like, you know, a little overkill. And I don't know, as an advertiser, would I want them to see the commercial 50 times and be annoyed by it? Uh, probably not. So <laughs> anyways, commercials didn't really do it justice. Uh, I didn't watch the first season on the air, but then my wife watched it because, you know, she's a sucker for police procedural shows. And, and for me, they have to be really good or really funny shows like that in order for me to really watch them, you know, for the, the crime of the week show. I have to really, like, that. they have to be funny, really, is what it boils down to. And then Lucifer actually was that. It's a, it's a great comedy police procedural slash uh, supernatural type of show. So, you know, obviously, if the devil's a main character, it's dealing with angels and demons and heaven and hell and wars with heaven and, and you know, <laughs> demons coming to earth and all this other kind of stuff that you would see in a show like that. But there's also, like, a crime of the week and somebody gets murdered and they kind of sleuth out <laughs> the mystery of, of the murder every week. And then in addition to all this other stuff going on, uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, the author created the characters from the Sandman series. Uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, American gods is probably the one that everyone knows him for, but I've read a lot of his other books and I like him. He's great. He's a fantastic author. So if you ever get a chance to read one of his books, go for it. If not watch the show. <laughs> and anyways, uh, what happened with the show was it was on Fox for the longest time, and then it got canned and uh, by Fox, which was very worst ending of a show ever. Uh, <laughs> most annoying <laughs> ending of a show. In fact, when when we saw that it was canceled, my wife actually said, "No!" Like really, you know, like 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 how could they? do such a thing, because the way that they end, you know, the entire time, uh, Chloe, the detective that, you know, Lucifer's in love with, and you could tell that she's kind of in love with him, doesn't know that he's really the devil, and then, you know, at the end of <laughs> the last season on Fox, she literally sees him in his, like, angelic devil form, uh, <laughs> right at the very end. And he has to like use his like superpowers to save her. Cause he has to like take down a bunch of people. Uh, so she literally figures out that he's, you know, the devil and then the season's over and then they cancel the show. <laughs> so they literally like spend the entire series building to something and then decide to just cancel it when they do it. So luckily Netflix came in and I don't know what they did. They bought out the show or, Maybe the people that, you know, the actors <laughs> had a big stake in the show and, and took it to Netflix. I don't know what happened, but they brought it to Netflix. 
Uh, Netflix made a season, and it was good. It wasn't the best season, uh, but we were happy that it was back, and it had resolved a lot of the stuff that was promised to resolve in, in that <laughs> ending from Fox. And then here comes the season that just came out recently, and boom, mic drop, mind-blown, best season of like television ever. Like, <laughs> like I really don't know... Like, like, I thought that, I guess maybe when it returned to Netflix, I thought it was a pretty good season. I was really happy that they were making the show again. But this season that came out made that first Netflix season look, like, super lame by comparison. Like, like they, they made this <laughs> new season, and it was just so good. I mean, first off, it was really funny. Like, I, like, laugh out loud funny. Like, there were so many good brilliant moments of humor in there that kind of make me jealous like like in, in the sense that like I want to write something that funny you know what I mean like like I like writing obviously you you know for longtime listeners of of the show you're you, you know I wrote a book called Christmas Elf Secret Agent so uh <laughs> obviously I enjoy uh enjoy writing comedy and and they they really blended it very well there were some really brilliant episodes in this season and then on top of that the storyline was really kind of you know like building in such a way like the lucifer and and uh chloe got together you know in a formal relationship and you know they they found a way to keep it interesting and relevant and you know they also uh brought in a twin brother of of lucifer uh the archangel the archangel uh michael which, you know, I know the twin brother is kind of a cheesy <laughs> scenario for a lot of things, but I, I felt it really worked in this. And, you know, it was already part of the mythos that they set up, you know, in the sense that they're all angels and, and <laughs> you know, sons of God, basically. And, uh, you know, because they all refer to God as father. And, and then <laughs> what's really amazing is at the very end of this season, God actually shows up. And it's the Allstate guy. <laughs> uh, except I don't really think of him as the Allstate guy. I think of him from this other series that was a very good series on sci-fi. Uh, it was about basically this sort of corporate town. Uh, you, know, you know, it was basically like the future in this sort of really kind of dark but scarily might happen way <laughs> like like of all like i i forgot the name of this series but it was produced by ben affleck i believe maybe matt damon and ben affleck but anyways it was on sci-fi and <laughs> this was the one series that really painted the future in a very believable way like sci science fiction for the most part like you know like star wars is a great example it's really fun to think about but it's not <laughs> like incredibly realistic as far as like you know physics are concerned uh or or realistic of like what could happen in the future you know uh but the, this uh, this sci-fi series with the Allstate guy uh <laughs> like it was very realistic and basically the premise of that series uh was you know the people that worked for the corporations all lived in this nice tidy city and everyone else lived in like shanty towns <laughs> that surrounded the city and were super dirt poor so there was like basically the haves and the have-nots and and corporations had so much power in america at that point that literally they had you know secret police <laughs> that were 
like literal, you know, like secret police in the sense that they would like, like if they think an employee was stealing corporate secrets, they would take the employee into a dark room and torture him for answers and, you know, have this corporate goon that was just like torturing people and and the the guy torturing people that was the all-state guy you know <laughs> and so while we were watching the series and he would be like torturing someone we would be like are you in good hands you know that was our joke and so whenever i think of that guy i think of that television series it was only on for one season like they canned it after one season uh but i just think of him as this corporate like <laughs> spook that is like abducting employees in the middle of the night and, and, you know, trying to figure out if they're stealing company secrets, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's why I like, you know, the, what, there's a commercial where the guy walks into, you probably, if you watch Netflix or Hulu or, or Amazon or whatever, the ones that probably not Netflix cause they don't have commercials, but if you've seen streaming television, you've probably seen this commercial where the all state guy walks into like, uh, a, uh, restaurant and you know all the people they're like safe driver save 40 percent safe driver save 40 percent they're all like hey it's the all-state guy you know they're all really excited and i was just thinking if i were in that situation i would not be excited by him being the all-state guy i'd be like dude it's that corporate fixer that will like torture you for information oh my god <laughs> you know what i mean i'd be like dude, you played such a scary character in that series that got canned after one season. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would be my reaction in that. But anyways, he, that guy comes in as God. So, you know, <laughs> once again, if I go back to the other character and, and blend some, something, you know, he comes in at the end of Lucifer and says, you're in good hands. <laughs> yeah. See, I told you you're in good hands, uh, has a whole creepy meaning when it's, uh, when when it's some weird uh <laughs> espionage dude uh <laughs> so anyways uh side note that's you know that's one sad thing about netflix is, is that netflix has a equation that they use when they decide to cancel a series uh it's cost to make versus viewership and so they you know if there's a certain amount of money that this is going to cost to make the television series but this is how many viewers it's having, uh, they cancel it. The same thing with sci-fi. Sci-fi Network will make this calculation, too, of, you know, here's how many people are watching, here's how much it costs. You need a certain amount of people watching or else we cancel it, you know? So it's a, a cost versus, uh, you know, how many people are there <laughs> watching in order to have it. And I kind of find that really sad for uh, genre fiction, like uh, science fiction and horror uh and anything that requires like special effects budgets, because I, f I feel those are naturally going to be more expensive to make. Uh, and you might have a really good series that just doesn't, you know, get to have more seasons because there's not enough viewers. Like I, I just find that to be kind of a, you know, I, I find that to do un undue pressure on the artist because really, when you think about it, you know, good science fiction is going to require some funding to make and it's going to require special effects and it's going to require costumes and it's going to require all sorts of stuff that say a, a you know a, a sitcom with people sitting in their living rooms not going to have you know what i mean and so you i feel like when they start making just purely monetary decisions like that 
uh, they kind of shortchange uh, horror and, and science fiction mainly because uh, what they're doing is they're, you know, either requiring uh, those particular people to write kind of either cheesy or very, very reduced limited character scripts so they can't do anything major in scope, you know. Uh, or there are, uh, you know, putting something that that has a, probably a very good and decent following and, and could be profitable and just saying, well, it's not profitable enough. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't find that fair. I think what, ha what you get like that, I don't know, you, you, when you get that sort of budget mindedness of, of making television movies, that's when I feel you start getting just like <laughs> buttloads of crap. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> You know, in the sense that either it's going to be this major blockbuster motion picture or it's going to be something that they can make for the cost of a Buick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that is uh, your two choices. You either can do it for the cost of a small economy car or you are going to have to use all the money in the world because you're going to get all the viewers in the world. And they just eliminate all the good stuff that happens to fall in between by doing that. And that's where I feel the, the genre suffers. I would, I would, you know, personally speaking, I would love to see a company that just makes good television that so long as it's profitable, they, they keep it going, you know, like, uh, that show that I was telling you about with the Allstate guy as the corporate fixer, uh, that show I think had like a decent viewership. I think there was like a million viewers or something. I'm like, you know, guys, you can make a profit off a million viewers, you know what I mean? Like, like that's, I don't know exactly how much you make, but yeah, why, you know, why not? Especially, you know, like I get for cable channels, they only have 24 hours a day to show stuff, but you know, for Netflix, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, if you have a couple of uh, mid-list shows that maybe don't get as much downloads and, and much viewership as the very, very big ones that everyone's watching, uh, why not? You're just going to have more people watching Netflix. Cause you know what, what happens with, uh, someone like me, like eventually I just stop watching Netflix. Cause I go, ah, there's nothing on that I like, you know, and, and, uh, and, and just go to another service that's going to offer what I want to watch. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I, I feel, I don't know. I, I've always felt like, like catering to just the most amount of viewers as possible is is just as bad as as making something obscure that only like three people are going to enjoy you know what i mean like 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 trying to yeah so anyways that's sort of just my personal opinion but anyways back to to lucifer uh you know when i we were watching it said number one in the u.s for that week so hopefully that means there's enough viewers to keep lucifer going because i thought it was a really good show and i thought they're doing a very good job and like I said, that latest season, man, there was something incredibly special about it. Like, I just, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Like, my, my wife and I just binge-watched that thing. And, you know, binge-watching for uh, us is obviously watching one episode a night until we're done and then going to bed early. <laughs> uh, 
but still very fun. So yeah, if you get a chance, go ahead and uh, put on Lucifer and uh, enjoy. I believe every season is on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, you got a whole lot of stuff to watch. Uh, and yeah, it's getting really, really good. And, you know, uh, I'd also tell you, I'd tell you if I, if I saw something that looks like it's like filmed after COVID-19, uh, started and I'm pretty sure this latest season of Lucifer might have been in the middle of filming when things locked down because there were, you know, Lucifer has a nightclub and there's a lot of scenes where there's a bunch of people dancing and then there's, uh, you know, there was a scene where like uh, some people were protesting and, you know, there was like a lot of scenes with a lot of people, uh, so I'm pretty sure they did get some filming in, but there was also a lot of scenes that seemed weirdly empty of people. Like there was this one scene where Lucifer and Chloe were talking after a bomb had went off and they were standing in like the rubble of the bomb and there was no one else there. <laughs> it was just the two actors just, you know, and this isn't like in the middle of LA. So like a bomb goes off in LA and there's just two people there. And, and what was funny is they had already established that there was a group of like protesters nearby to where the bomb went off. So, you know, there's obviously people like in the vicinity of the area and, uh, and obviously they're in the middle of that. You think there would be people walking around after this like bomb blows up a building, you know? I mean, yes, the building's empty, but <laughs> like still there would be someone around and it just shows like both the two of them standing in the rubble and, and they kind of tried to like, like show that, oh no, it's just because it just happened. And, and, you know, at the end of the scene, you could hear sirens, like the police are coming to, you know, react to this bomb going off. And, and, and so there, there's kind of that, but I don't know, it really made me think, was this filmed because of COVID-19 in, in the way that it was, were they just like trying to get in extra shots? Cause there was a couple shots here and there throughout the entire series that felt like strangely devoid of any people like like they had no other choice but to film it with like no people because you know i imagine if i was an actor and you know working and on a tv show and they said hey you know let's get a limited amount of people and let's just finish it up i'd, I'd do it you know especially if, if it was only me and my like co-star that i'm used to working with that you know if if that person had covid more than likely i would already have it because like <laughs> you know, like, like she, like they, they kissed each other a lot. So they would have uh, given each other COVID if, if either of the one had it. So why not finish the series up? Uh, yeah. So there's a couple scenes like that, that I felt were post COVID, uh, filming and it ended rather abruptly. Like I felt like they were building a whole lot of cool stuff. And then the last episode felt like they're like, okay, let's get through this really quickly. Okay, let's uh, lock Chloe in a cage where strangely, like, it's an abandoned zoo, so there's no one around, right? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, oh, let's, by the way, have a fight between the Celestials, and, and we can blue screen it to where it looks like they're in the precinct. And, uh, you know, like, like I kind of felt like there was a couple of uh, things going on that felt like it was just sort of, I don't know, post-COVID filming is what I will call it. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I could be wrong about that. Anyways, thank you for listening and have a good night. Listen to all our cool shows. We got Aaron with Ghost Stories. We got Terry with uh, Cool Stuff. We have me, Aaron, with my stories and some movie reviews. And then there is also uh, lots of shows to watch and entertaining shows to watch, too. Fiction. So check it out. All right.
Credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers: Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 